This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One of the big questions is what is money? practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second past. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We are here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it and this is the very beginning. But we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. My name's Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by my mates from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey guys, how are you going? Very well, thanks, Tracy. How are you? Very well. Craig, how are you going? Great, thank you. Unlike the market, but we're still here. <laughs> we are still here. So let's talk about the market. This week, before we jump into what the news is for the week and what's been happening in the crypto space, me and the boys want to talk about the current state of the crypto market as a whole, because recently we've been getting a few emails from you, our listeners, asking about this price decline. And it's not just you guys, but it's also coming up in topics uh, from our friends and our family and our work colleagues also wanting to know what exactly is up, or should I say down, with this market right now. So you'll hear the headlines saying, you know, crypto is in a bear market. And this bear market is an extended low point in a market cycle. And that just doesn't have to be the crypto market cycle, but that can be a market cycle for things like the share market or the property market. Now, we've covered off market cycles in an entire episode, and that was back at episode number 15. So go back and give that a listen if you're interested in learning a bit more. But what leads us to these low points that we're in right now, where we see both Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, respectively down around, you know, 50 to 60% from their all-time highs last year. Everyone's got their opinions, you know, and, you know, is this just another market cycle or are these different? And Blake, we'd really like to hear, what are your thoughts here? Is this different this time? <laughs> There's a famous saying, like, this time it's different, you know, <laughs> whereas, um, yeah, definitely markets tend to have um, similar patterns over time. And, you know, what we've traditionally seen in crypto is a four-year cycle, but, you know, as the industry matures, the effects of the cycles are going to diminish. Now, in the early cycles, there were drawdowns of 90%. Now, the market's a lot bigger now, and, you know, we wouldn't expect to see that same price reduction, but certainly there's a lot of volatility. But volatility is not necessarily a bad thing. I think volatility creates a lot of opportunity for people to make life-changing amounts of money. You know, we all hear that story of, or all know the friend that bought the top of the market and then sold the bottom and, you know, lost um, 50% of their money. Whereas, you know, if we take these opportunities now to position ourselves, then the outcome could be something very different. 
So what is what's actually pinpointed this big drop? Is there something? Is there been a catalyst? What's actually happened? Yeah, I think it's obviously not just one thing. It's contributing factors. You know, during COVID, we saw a lot of stimulus in the economy, and and as a result, we saw the stock market and the crypto market. Um, appreciate substantially in price throughout that time. And and since then, since the economy is now trying to deal with the repercussions of that, then you know, the market's cooling off. And of course, there has been a big event um, in particular in the last week with um, one of the major stable coins has been attacked and we can you know explore in more detail what's happened there. Yes, now we really we do need to chat about that stablecoin incident. That's very interesting. But Craig, I want to know what you think about this. You know, are you are you thinking the same way as Blake there? And with all these dips, how do we how do we all manage our mental health through this? Yeah, I do echo Blake's um, thoughts on the market. Uh, you know, we were around in 2019 when Ethereum dropped from its 2017 highs all the way down to you know 100 bucks. I think it was a 90 percent drawdown. So it just shows you that markets can be irrational. But to answer your question, Tracy, how do we manage our mental health? I think, um, you know, looking back on my time, I think it's really important to not give up in these times and just stick to your dollar cost averaging strategy um, that you've got in place, even if it's just a little bit per week. I remember looking back to the early Bamboo users who used our app in the 2019, 2020 dips, and they were the ones that were in, a, in the best place for the for the next bull run. So I think... Keeping your eye on the game and don't get too bogged down in the day-to-day numbers, I think, is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Stick to your conviction. What are you thinking, Trace, about this market? Yeah, look, how I'm handling it is that I'm just trying not to get too bogged down with the day-to-day and basically try not to have a look at the market too much. You know, and I've been through this before, and what I've learned is, you know, I will get too stressed out if I am checking the market all the time. So just kind of taking the back seat, have been through it before, and um, just keeping an eye on things and not getting too bogged down really. As Blake mentioned earlier, there was a big story this week. One of our top 10 coins, Luna, has had a massive drop of 98%. Now, this coin is somewhat of a stable coin and I, for one, am having great trouble getting my head around exactly what's happened here with this because there's a lot to be said. So I'm going to throw straight to you, Blake, because you know what's going on here and you can explain exactly what has happened here. Yeah, for sure. So Terra is a prominent blockchain in you know the cryptocurrency ecosystem, uh, and it has two coins. One of the coins is Luna, uh, which is kind of like Ether on Ethereum, and the second coin that they have is a stable coin. Now, it's not a regular stable coin backed with US dollars. Uh, it was actually backed with Luna and other cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and AVAX. Now, it looks like that someone's identified a vulnerability um, in you know, the way that the project is structured. Um, and as a result, they've found a way to destabilize the project, um, which has resulted in a you know, massive decline in price. I think you know, there's been about $50 billion in total loss value on the ecosystem. Um, pretty substantial. Yeah, that's huge. So I asked you about this yesterday and you were trying to explain this to me and you just kind of did it again then, but you're saying this is a stable coin that was backed by crypto and not, say, USD or Australian dollar. Yeah, not like coins in the bank. It was banked by other cryptocurrencies. So someone's. Um, it looks like that someone may have borrowed 100,000 Bitcoins and then 
found a vulnerability in the peg. Um, the, when we say peg, that means, you know, the, the lunar stable coin should be pegged at $1. But then when it goes below its peg, um, that means it's, it's broken its peg. And the peg got down to, I think, 65 cents in the dollar. So, you know, you think you have $1, but you only have 65 cents. And this all happened over a few days. So someone's found this vulnerability to, to de-peg the stable coin. Um, and by selling, um, you know, substantial amounts of Bitcoin, to you know create volatility in the market and as a result of that um the terra project has had to then sell down the bitcoin and ethereum that they had backing this the lunar stablecoin which has resulted in a cascading effect that further pushed cryptocurrencies down bitcoin ethereum but also all cryptocurrencies have, have followed suit and i think that the you know the lunar token has lost you know 98% of its value over the last few days going from i think 14 billion dollars maybe even much more but yeah it's a pretty crazy situation it's definitely one of the biggest crashes in crypto history i think it is the biggest crash there's been no time when a top 10 has been completely wiped out in the space of less than a week and also it's quite sad for people involved because people where, you know, using UST, getting 20% yield and using them as their savings account, even though they were pretty unrealistic returns that they were getting on the stable coin, now they're being wiped out as well. So, it's yeah, it's quite a scary time for these mm. investors. Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah, there's, there's even people on Suicide Watch now from the community that have, you know, so many people have lost so much money from, from it. So, I think in the traditional financial sector, it's kind of like a... a you know, Lehman Brothers moment where, you know, the bank has, has failed and, and people lose their savings, but um, in a smaller context, but still nonetheless pretty harsh. And this is sort of a, another testament as to why, you know, us at Bamboo only have Bitcoin and Ethereum because, you know, we're confident that these are going to be around in 10 to 15 years, whereas, you know, this project's in the top 10 and you would expect it to be, have checks and balances in place, this doesn't happen, but... Yeah, you know, even the big ones fall sometimes. That's right, and we've identified instabilities in in you know most of the top tens that you know has not given us the confidence to you know put into the bamboo app, particularly with you know self managed super fund product where you know it needs these projects need to be around in 20, 30, 40 years, and anything outside Bitcoin Ethereum just doesn't look like it's going to stand the test of time. But of course, you know I'd love to be proven wrong and and see some of these projects pull through, but you know, this is new technology uh, and they are trying new and exciting things that hadn't been done before. And uh, there's going to be people that come out and try to test their, you know, ability and strength. Uh, and in this situation, you know, it hasn't been able to hold up. And Craig, look, we did speak about this a bit yesterday, but do you think that Luna can recover from here? Uh, short answer is I don't know, but there is examples of projects going down 99% and then doing a 500x. So, you know, this is crypto after all. Um, and I think one of them was actually Lend back in the day, Blake. Do you remember Lend went down 90% then they turned into Aave and then did like a crazy return? There's been a few like that and who knows if this could be one of them, but... I th yeah. And you only lose if you sell. Well, I think, you know, the the, the model has proven to be, you know, instable and, and not, a, not a great use case for, you know, um, the technology so yeah. Yeah. maybe um, maybe it is going to zero so we don't know still uh, we'll be waiting to see and um, report back on that one and we'll take a break here and when we come back we'll talk about the prospect of nft backed loans and is it possible that nfts are moving to instagram 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back. Now, despite this bear market we've just been speaking about and the turmoil of the markets in the last 24 hours, there are some good news stories going on in this crypto space. There are many out there not phased or affected by negative price volatility. Some even see it as an opportunity to gain market share from smaller competitors as they collapse. So let's look at some more bullish news that's come out over the past seven days. Crypto lender Nexus issued a $3 million NFT-backed loan. This is officially one of the biggest NFT-backed loans in crypto history. Two CryptoPunk zombies were used as collateral for financing the loan. So what does this mean, to, to push out some jargon there, if you're not sure what a loan backed by an NFT actually is? So this is completely down your alley Craig, <laughs> what what are we doing? Are we going to see the Commonwealth or ANZ accepting bored apes as collateral for our loans now? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. But even if we were, I think we're a long way off. But pretty much what it means is if you know if Blake had a crypto punk worth a hundred Ethereum, um, he doesn't want to sell that crypto punk, but he still wants access to some money. So he he gives you know in this case Nexo he gives Nexo his board ape and says can i please have 20 eth and you can use my crypto as collateral so if i don't pay you back you can keep my punk that's pretty much what it is but there is a few platforms trying to do this and i think it's really interesting because for these guys like the board ape yacht club who minted um, these NFTs at 0.5 Ethereum have rode it all the way up to 100 Ethereum. And if they want to sell, obviously that creates a taxable event. So, you know, now they have maybe in the future an option to, you know, access some funds using it as collateral without having to, you know, sell down. So you're saying, you're saying that if you borrow against your digital assets, like your CryptoPunk, instead of selling it down, it wouldn't create a capital gains taxable event. And therefore, it's a tax efficient way of you know, creating liquidity off your investments. I hope I hope yeah. that's right. I'm not, I'm not a tax I'm not a tax expert. Is that is, is that right? That's that's very interesting. Is that are you are you Well that's the that's the use case, right? You don't have to sell your yeah. your asset to get access to liquidity. Of course you have to pay it back, but like, mm, yeah. That's a question to bring up in our tax special when we have one. Interesting. Okay. So uh, does anyone else know, are there others out there aside from Nexo doing this then? Craig, you mentioned some others. Yeah, there's a few. There's one called JPEGD who I think um, 
they got like 10 punks and I think one of them actually, they took the punk because one of them didn't pay him back or the, the floor dropped or something. But there's a bunch trying to do it. But, you know, the other question as well is if, if you know, you have a board Ape asset that's 100 Ethereum, are you really going to trust the protocol to, you know, to put that into? That's a whole nother mm, okay. issue as so well. But it all seems quite unregulated still. Very early days, I think, on this one, Trace. Some more bullish news in the NFT space, and this one is really interesting, is involving Instagram. Instagram could be adding NFTs into their platform very soon. Instagram users will be able to plug in their wallets, prove NFT ownership, showcase them on their profiles and tag the creators who made them. Meta has even hinted at potentially being able to mint NFTs on Instagram and Facebook in the future. So Mark Zuckerberg announced all of this in the hope to allow NFT creators to take control of their work and fan base and even income. So I think this is the first in many steps that Meta will be taking to integrate more Web3 initiatives on their platform. Are you on board with this, Craig? And where do you think this integration will come? Do, you know, will they have Solana or Ethereum or Polygon? How will it work? I like it. I think um, it, it obviously suits Instagram a lot since it's a photo sharing platform where, you know, you, you post a new car, post a new watch. Now you'll be able to post your NFT, tag the creator. And I think it's a much better suit. Um, as we know, we've spoken about in the past, Twitter have already done this. So I'm guessing they'll be taking a few, you know, cheats from twitter where twitter's model is you know you change your profile picture and it links with your wallet and then you just sign it off i suspect this might be a similar way of working but i think instagram is much better suited rather than twitter can i actually ask can you go back because i is that how it works with twitter yeah so at the moment on twitter you have to get the premium version which i think it's a few bucks a month okay and then you yeah, you change your profile picture and it like says, you know, link with your wallet, sign it off. Yeah. And then you can choose which um, asset you want as your profile picture and it actually shows as a hexagon rather than a circle. So that's what everyone goes on about. So if it's a hexagon, it's showing that it's really your NFT. Exactly right, yeah. Ah, okay. But I think it's probably better suited to Instagram for, you know, mm. mainstream usage because, you know, who's that artist that you love, Tracy, that did an NFT drop? Valfrey. Valfrey, now you can, you know, show that off your Instagram, tag Alfrey. Yeah, okay. She can get credited. So I think that's cool. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that you've just said education, that's the whole problem, and specifically with that Valfrey drop, just because they're coming from Web2 and it doesn't translate. She's got a million followers who love her and love everything she does, but couldn't quite understand this whole Web3 thing and NFTs. And it's all about education, which is for me what this this means. I think that, you know, there's still so many people that don't even know how to purchase an NFT. And with MetaMask, understanding how to actually open a MetaMask and, you know, there's so many things with scams and things that can go wrong. I think it might be kind of, the onus might be on, you know, Meta and Instagram here to educate their users on the nuances of Web3. Um, you know, are you kind of following that that train of thought, Blaine? Yeah, no, it's definitely um, great that a mainstream platform like that is integrating the technology. And I think, you know, there's really interesting features and functionality that they can start building upon that. For example, you know, if you're a photographer um, and you post a photo onto Instagram, um, you could have, you know, the contract address of the NFT attached to it. So then whenever it's reshared, um, for example, people can always trace it back um, to the creator. Um, and, you know, there's all sorts of things that they can do. So I think it's a, it's a great use case. 
So do you think, you know, having so many more people involved and through such a big platform is going to do anything with the gas fees? That's a really good question. So if you think about a gas fee now, a gas fee is when you, you know, transact with another wallet. Whereas if you're just showing off your NFT with your Instagram profile, you're just verifying that you own it. So it's not necessarily, there necessarily won't be a gas fee associated with that. It's when you bring up the trading. Blake, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And there's actually some new technology that's being built called IPFS, Intergalactic Planetary File Sharing System. And it, it, it uses this concept of instead of, you know, copying an image when you know, I send you a picture of a meme via email, um, there being you know, one copy on my computer and then another copy on yours, Craig. Instead, this IPFS it means that you would have one source of that image that would be held in a decentralized database and we both view it. And that creates a lot of efficiencies on the internet. Um, so yeah, technology that we're going to see a lot more of in the coming years. Mm. I just think overall it's really bullish news for NF- NFT space. So I think it's nice to round out our episode this week with some bullish news after the markets have, you know, had a little bit of a nosedive. So let's leave it there, guys. And we love hearing from you, our listeners. So please keep emailing us at our email podcast at getbamboo.io and follow us on social media. And make sure you hit the follow button whenever you're listening to us like right now so you don't miss an episode and get notified every time we release a new one. We'd also love you to share the podcast with your friends and family. We know there are a lot of crypto curious people out there, so please send them our way. If they're wondering what's happening in the market today, you can actually send them a copy of this episode. Copy and paste the link and send them on. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast in your app. Thanks for listening and we we'll hope that you will join us next week. Bye for now. Bye. See you guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 